Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Welcome. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, soon-to-be Hall of Fame, and we'll get into this in just a minute, Vern Glenn of CBS affiliate KPIX-TV in San Francisco, and Russell Jackman, who is joining us on the phone as he is a traveling man today yeah. and for a while. And at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and today, since you guys just loved last week's impossible baseball questions we have impossible baseball questions part two wow 2.0 great okay 2.0. great all right great all right. All right. you guys will do okay i'm sure um yeah well, fact, i got my encyclopedia from the my encyclopedia britannica from the yeah. 30s. <laughs> you have it open in the car as you're driving yeah. down i'm sure okay yeah. <laughs> i'm glad i'm not on the road with you um, and actually, just, just one of those self-driving cars. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or why don't you hire a limo and do it all in the back? Like, I used to. I knew a guy. Yeah, who, I'll charge it. I'll charge it to the program. I'll do it. <laughs> in fact, I knew a guy uh, who used to do a lot of financial planning. This guy didn't technically even have an office. He had a limo, and in the back seat, he would do all his phone calls, and he would drive from appointment to appointment. You mean, he had, you mean he had a limo driver that just, yeah. just drove him around? That's it. Wow. And, and he, was, he was very successful, good salesman, and uh, he would just meet at people's houses. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he had a regular office, but he was never in it. He was always just in the, in the limo. You know, because people, you know, if you're doing financial stuff, you want to do it in person if you can, right? Wow, you know, if I was a prospective client and then looked, pe peered out of the window and I saw this stretch show up, I'd yeah. like, oh. And this guy's big time. That's it. That's it. Which can kind of go one of two ways, right? Either the guy is like, hmm, this guy's, uh, you know, fleecing everybody and he's getting all this money or he's, you know, very successful. So yeah. you got you to kind of weigh those I back. Think, I don't think people are too loud by my 2005 Toyota Matrix. Oh, I, I am. I'm very impressed. All right. Uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments, currently yielding 7.5% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. You've seen them on the bay, in their kayaks, 
on their paddle boards. Yeah, they do look like they're having fun. Because they are. So what's holding you back? SeaTrek in Sausalito is San Francisco and Marin's favorite kayak and SUP center since 1982. And they're open for rentals, trips, and classes with COVID policies in place. Spend a day or an evening kayaking with SeaTrek on the protected waters of San Francisco Bay. No experience necessary. Want a guided experience? SeaTrek's professional guides can take you on a number of scenic tours around the Bay Area. Great for beginners as well as seasoned kayakers. They use single and double kayaks, lightweight paddles, and comfortable life jackets. SeaTrek also has stand-up paddle boards as a fun way to get out into nature. Have a sensational, safe outdoor adventure with SeaTrek today. Reservations are required, so go to SeaTrek.com today to start your adventure. That's SeaTrek.com. SeaTrek.com. Attention Bay Area homeowners, Pacific Private Money has a loan program that can help you buy your next home right now. No need to wait to sell your existing home first. Our unique bridge loan lets you tap the equity in your current home to provide up to 100% financing on the home you wish to buy. We're friendly, fast, and ready to help you right now. Call us today for more information, 415-883-2150, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed Cal DRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk, and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Discover one of the most romantic and COVID-safe certified boutique inns or bed and breakfasts on the Northern California coast. The Elk Cove Inn is a one-of-a-kind Ocean View Mendocino Coast bed and breakfast with luxurious accommodations not far from Napa. The Elk Cove Inn is situated on the most breathtaking route of California's Highway 1. The Elk Cove Inn is a favorite for romantic getaways. When you visit the Elk Cove Inn, you're greeted with a gift basket with cookies and wine, of course champagne, and a delicious complimentary breakfast are included. Book your stay at the Elk Cove Inn, as they have many specials now, by visiting elkcoveinn.com. Also check the reviews on TripAdvisor and what guests say, or call 800-275-2967. That's 800-275-2967, or elkcoven.com. Listen up, sports bettors. This is Hall of Famer Warren Sapp here to tell you about my favorite sports book, BetUS.com. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get down your bets. Just like me, BetUS is the Hall of Famer of online betting with more than 25 years in the biz. Join now. Get up to 150% in bonuses on your first deposit. I play at BetUS, and so should you. Call today at 1-800-69-BETUS. That's 1-800-MY-BETUS. Tell them SAP sent you. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and we're Oscar Jackman on the road. Uh, let's see. First of all, you know, so sad. Joe Morgan. Ah. Uh. Oh, what a yeah, class act guy. Yeah, I, fa- I, I found out the, the morning that I was supposed to, uh, oddly enough, uh, host a, uh, a charity golf tournament in the East Bay where Joe Morgan lived. And that, that, the 49ers and the Raiders just dominated the conversation on the tee box. Boy, that, you know, Joe was, uh, he, he was nothing but nice to me. Nothing yeah. but nice. And uh, here's a guy that, yeah, had a Hall of Fame career with, with the Reds, and he played for the Giants, and he played for the A's, he finished up with the Phillies. and it. Uh, Don't forget the Astros. He started with the Astros. Started with the, 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 the Houston Colt yeah. 45s. Don't right. forget, that's right. The Houston Colt 45s. Very that's good. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, arguably enough, outside of Onus Wagner, a uh, uh, greatest second baseman of all time. Uh, well, Honus Wagner was a, uh, a shortstop. 
Yeah, no, he was, uh, yeah, he was definitely uh, phenomenal. And the thing I really appreciated was uh, we did a golf tr- uh, tournament charity. Uh, it was actually the Joe Morgan charity golf tournament a couple of years ago. And he couldn't play because he had bad knees. But mm-hmm. you know, he was driving around the golf cart. And then uh, we did some interviews with him for, for this show uh, with uh, him and, and Vita Blue and Tony LaRusso and all that stuff. And, and it is so funny between him and Vita Blue getting getting together, you know, to talk about the uh, 72 World Series and just the back and forth. It, I mean, it was all in fun, but you could kind of tell it was a, that, that competitive spirit was still there. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, he was no shrinking violet when it came to his opinions on, on, on this game that he loved so much. After his playing days, of course, it was, was a national play-by-play guy for, for, yeah. for, for all the networks. He was one of the guys on the field during that 1989 World Series pregame show where when, when the earthquake hit, you know, the Bay Area. So it, it, right. he just uh, had so many opportunities to, to manage in the major leagues, did not take uh, – the, 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 he wanted more of a front office presence yeah. and apparently has, was, was just on commissioner after commissioner about getting more people of color involved in those front office jobs. You know, and, and uh, I, I was thinking that if he would have been a manager, I think it would have been scared to play for him. <laughs> what do you think the expectations would have been? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, great player demanding, uh, you know, great play. So that's, uh, that, that, that's, how he, that's how he rolled. It's kind of funny. Joe Morgan to me, Joe Morgan to me was the anti-Joe Buck. I mean, I enjoyed listening oh, yeah. To Joe Morgan talk about games the way I hate listening to Joe Fox talk about baseball games. The, the, the two of them couldn't be more opposite. You know, where Joe Fox talks out of his butt and he has no idea what he's talking about about a third of the time. Joe Morgan knew exactly what he was talking about. And I found his insights on the game to just be enlightening. I look forward to any time I can listen to Joe Fox announce the game. I thought well, he was fantastic. In fairness, Joe Buck never played the game joe morgan obviously and it shows yeah it shows it shows that he's never played the game and joe morgan showed that he had played the game because he he gave insights that you really couldn't get from other announcers that didn't know what they were talking about and fortunately for joe morgan he always had john miller yeah incredible yeah. play-by-play guy and that, that that was a good one-two punch in the broadcast booth the best. It was one of my favorites. It really was of all time. I mean, you know, I really, we're missing out on a lot by not having Joe Morgan around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's talking about that going back to being, uh, you know, a man, like how he would have been as a manager. It kind of reminds me of someone like Mike Singletary, who mm-hmm. was a very, very good player, but probably just too hard of a, of a coach to play for uh, football wise. You know, they're very similar that way. You know, to demand perfection. You know, right. Frank Frank Robinson's probably like that too, don't you think? Well, Frank Robinson. I mean, he he had a degree of success as as a baseball manager after his playing days. So he, yeah, Frank uh, Frank's another one. He, uh, I will say this: uh, as as intimidating a presence as 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 I've ever seen. I mean, Joe, when when you when you met him socially, at least uh, at least Joe was. Was 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 nice and congenial and stuff like yeah. that, but I mean, but you, you, you definitely had to respect him when he walked in the room. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, seventy-seven years young. 
Boy, he, uh, we 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 will miss him. That's for sure. And that, that is. And what about sure. and what about these baseball immortals that are just we just we just keep we just keep losing them. We're yeah. we're, we're, we're at an let's, age. Let's bring out Whitey Ford. Let's remember yeah. Whitey Ford too. Yeah, 91. Whitey Ford was ninety one. I'll take ninety one. Yeah. But yeah, we're, but, we're guys, but 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 Edward, we're we're, we're starting. We, you and I are starting to be of an age where. You know, guys that we grew up watching play. Tom Seaver. We're, yeah. we're starting to lose. Yeah. I know. I'm just, a, you know, I'm still, still glad Willie is around. Yeah. Uh, you know, but again, he's, you know, he's 89. So he's, he's kind of getting up there too. And I, I, I know his, uh, his eyesight's pretty bad, but. Yeah. His, uh, eyesight, is, his eyesight's going, his, uh, it just, just like his, 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 his cognitive uh, skills are starting to, uh. to go just a little bit. And, and because, of, of COVID, I mean, nobody ever sees him because he just stays at home. Yeah. That's so, uh, smart. And look, 2020 still has a month and a half left. So don't, don't attempt it because, you know, it, yeah. it still strike and take some other, other big names from us in the remaining yeah, month and a half. Sure. Hey, hey, before we, uh, before we cut to a break, we got two minutes to go. Vern, you were just telling me before we got on that uh, you're, you've been uh, nominated and elected into the, uh, Hall of Fame for uh, TV uh, sports uh, anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of yeah. Thank yeah. you. Kind of kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I got I got got nominated, and then I not too terribly long ago, I was informed that uh, I was part of the 2020 class for the 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 the, 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 the kind of the Television Academy. This this it's the same group that 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 runs the Emmy Awards, and so this is a this is a Hall of Fame organization is called the silver circle and that's for at least 25 years in the business so uh first ballot hall of famer i'm proud to say and uh, yeah. I, I go in at the end of the month and uh and so uh i i have uh, uh gary radnich who i was with for 23 years at cron k-r-o-n and uh he he's, he will be my presenter and we'll uh we'll have some laughs when that when that day comes so let, let me ask you do they have a uh, uh like you know, out of a hundred votes, you got ninety-eight or something, or did yeah, you see I, that? That I don't know. I'll have to kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of have to go in depth and try and find out exactly kind of yeah. how how it happened. But uh, I, I just know that I, I, I got enough votes from existing Silver Circle members where uh, I got the nod. So yeah, I, go yeah, in, yeah, I go with, yeah. I go in with it, six hundred. You'll have to go hunt down the people that didn't vote for you. That's what, yeah, no, that's what I, well, we're assuming that there's anybody who would have voted no, but uh, I was just kind of curious if they, yeah, it's, that's a little different, I think, than, uh, you know, a baseball hall of fame type of thing with, with writers, you know, I, I, I'd be surprised if there'd be like no votes, you know what I mean? Right, right. It just doesn't seem like it'd be something like that. All right. Uh, and when we come back, obviously we've got to talk about Dak Prescott and, uh, Ooh. And then, yeah, and the Lakers uh, winning uh, yet again. And uh, maybe LeBron will we go to the We told you so. We told you so. Yeah, of course we said that. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, let's see. How about uh, LeBron going to the Bobcats, seeing if he can take a title there. Okay. <laughs> Here's our first trivia question. This is uh, the second part of, uh, quote, impossible baseball question. And they're not really impossible, but they're just a little bit harder. Okay. Yeah, they're not so impossible when you have the answers sitting right in front of you. Of course. And none of, nothing's impossible when I've got you – know, that's what I always wonder. It's like, why are teachers so smart if they have the answer book with them? I don't get it. Okay. Um, who hit the most major league home runs 
in the 1950s. So you think of the decade, the 1950s, who hit well, the well, most? Well, here's the follow-up. Have we, have we heard of this particular great ball? Yes, yes you have. And okay, I'm pretty okay. sure he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Pretty I, sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, so, so you have to think about it. Well, I, I, uh, yes, because I know the, I know the player, but uh, I'd have to look up to see if he's in the Hall of Fame. So uh, I know it's not Willie Mays because we know he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Okay, right. so that's our trivia question. And stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> be right back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, Vern Glenn, and Russell Jackman here. Uh, hmm, I think we got to kind of stump the guys here with this trivia question. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. All right. <laughs> Who hit the most Major League home runs in the 1950s? Come on. <laughs> most home runs in the 1950s. If it's not DiMaggio, I got no clue. Okay, uh, I'll give you the team. I'm pretty darn sure he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And I'm pretty sure he was a center fielder. I'd have to look this up, so don't uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, he hit 326 home runs in the 1950s. 1950s, wow. Yeah. Okay. Three. Man, I don't, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. I, I, Maybe you should have picked this week to do Joe, Joe Morgan trivia. I, I should have, but I already, I already did these questions ahead of time. I'll, I'll have to do that next time. Uh, Duke Snyder. Duke Snyder. See, I would, not, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going in that direction. No. Yeah. I, wow. I, yeah, I, I know. I that surprised me too. That's well, why I picked got, it. He got that many pitches to hit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a you know that's a good point because how many times did pitchers pitch around somebody like they did Bonds? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm I I wish we could have uh like 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 a baseball historian just to kind of explain. Yeah the the strategy of major league baseball in the 1950s did you just challenge guys and just go after him that's what i was wondering I, yeah i i yeah i, I, don't, I, don't I know, mean for I don't, the i don't know if a small ball came into play if yeah. it was just the power game I, I don't know you know it's funny we had denny mclean on a few years ago not that wouldn't have been the 50s would have been the 60s maybe you right. know we got to get him on and do that again um, so uh, let's talk about Dak Prescott, uh, compound fracture, which it, I saw the, if you, if you look at a YouTube video, you can see the dislocation. You can't quite see the compound fracture. Apparently it did break the skin. Um, mm -hmm. and it's weird because it didn't look as serious as he's, I mean, it looked obviously when it actually happened. But, well, when, but when, when, when the leg when the leg was dangling like yeah, that, that's that, pretty darn sick. Exactly. But it's like it, the way, the way the player fell on it just didn't look like it was going to happen that way. You know what I mean? Once it actually happened, you go, "Oh man, I, I know what's going yeah. on." Yeah. So, well, Alex Smith, Alex Smith saw that and just said, "Come on, walk it off, guy." <laughs> exactly. Put some dirt on it, right? Or, 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 yeah, just play on one leg. Come on. So, uh, an injury like that, you know, it's funny. I was wondering, it was like, how long will he be gone? And people are already talking about him coming back in April or May. Well, you know, with modern medicine, I mean, the, the uh, injury like that, oddly enough, uh, heals quicker than you think. And I think Alex Smith is the is the poster child for that one, a guy in danger of losing his leg entirely, and then he gets yeah. in the game and plays over the over the last weekend. But in the case of Prescott, I would imagine, I, I I think they I think they snapped it and like reset it right away as he was on the cart to be driven off the field, and so. Uh, I, I'm sure by now he's, he's had his surgery and they put the pins yeah. in or the steel rod or whatever to kind of straight. And then you have to let the, I guess the, 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 the body fuse together. And, yeah. and from there, it's just a matter of the atrophy setting in because he's, you know, he'll lay off on it. And then the, yeah. and then weeks from now, uh, we'll, we'll see yeah. if there's any kind of weight bearing or whatever. You know, listen yeah. to me. I'm talking like I'm Dr. Glenn. <laughs> I, 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 I imagine, I mean, it'll, it'll be several months before he can, you know, put some weight on it and yeah. try and try and build the strength back in that ankle region. Oh. What if, man, what if, uh, boy, if you're Jerry Jones, what if he had signed a long-term deal? 
Well, that that's okay. So I was going to talk to you about that. So explain what happened with the contract issues. Jerry, Jones, Jerry Jones had an opportunity last year or maybe the year before to really, to really sign him on a, uh, I guess what you could call cheaper deal. And then uh, Prescott started putting up numbers and then his value just, just went up, but still Jerry Jones would not sign him to a multi-year deal. And, and, and so he would just sign the, the, he would just sign the franchise player tag, which would be the, you know, the average you know, for a quarterback, which is still a pretty good chump change. Sure. And, um, and so the, you know, this was supposed to be the year that he was going to shine and, and, and lead the Cowboys to the playoffs and, and on another, you know, postseason run and then sign his big deal. But now, now that he's out, Jones, I guess, gets to, you know, take that checkbook and put it, put it away in the drawer and then see what happens. Man, that's. Uh... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of identity of the Dallas Cowboys wrapped up in Dak Prescott, and I mean, you know, the, for I think that, that when you have that huge, you know, stadium, you're trying to fill it up. If you let a guy like Dak Prescott walk and you don't sign him, you know, they, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks with his talent that are just floating around the league looking for jobs. Agreed. Yeah, you yeah. just can't uh, you just can't go to Target and buy another Dak Prescott. But you know, at least, but but uh, but uh, but the backup uh, who who had who had several successful years with Cincinnati Bengals, at least Andy Dalton come in and and, and, and direct a, an office. He, Dalton is no uh, you know he's no he's no slouch. Yeah, he's yeah. no Brian Allen. Yeah, yeah, no, he uh, he's, he you know maybe a little rusty but uh you know he looked he looked okay if he's um, rusty and, if he's rusty at all it's all it's all because he he didn't get the first string reps that that, exactly. that you normally would yeah so um i'm kind of wondering cuz it's the same sort of thing with alex smith once the once he eventually you know gets healed uh i know jerry jones made a comment about you know i'd like to see less running from him <laughs> you know uh but even if he didn't say that i mean you know, put your mind in the in the mind of, of a quarterback who's had those kind of injuries. You know, how are you going to feel? I mean, we saw with Garoppolo. You know, he had his injury, and you could kind of tell he was a little tentative. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a that's a that's human nature. You know, well, I think I you know I I I'm not one that's just going to step in the mind of another player, especially somebody at that elite level. But in the case of Jimmy Garoppolo, who's who came off a knee injury and now has tried to come off a high ankle sprain, it's one thing in practice to execute the game plan. It's, it's a controlled yeah. environment in practice. You're, you're, there's no tackling. There's no hitting. You can't touch the quarterback. And so you can feel like, hey, you know, I, I feel pretty good, you know, pushing off the back foot and, you know, making all the throws. But once you line up against guys at game speed, 300-pound guys that are trying to tear your head off, it's a whole different deal. And so yeah, especially when you get that having, yeah, having having been at that game this past Sunday, it, it was it was clear at, from 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 the get go that it, whether it, Garoppolo must have must have must have tweaked or done done something where it, it was hobbling him again. And then once the Dolphins figured out, hey, this guy can't move, he then he just became became a target and ended up you know throwing the interceptions and just being tentative. I mean, he was so it was so it was so obvious that Shanahan had to get him out of there to protect him. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's just kind of how it went for the 49ers. 
Yeah. And it is also showing that, you know, you pay a lot of money to a quarterback, but you need to pay even more money to that offensive line yeah. to yeah. protect them. That's even more. That's, 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 that's a good point. But how about those? On Sunday, they, they, should have, they should have given their paycheck back to uh, the <laughs> 49ers organization. They should, if I were an offensive I think the only time I ever heard that was I Guilty. think Joaquin Andujar, and I think it was him. Uh, one year he just he had a bad year uh, as a pitcher, and he gave some of the money back. He said, "I didn't earn it." I think it wow. was him. Yeah, but, the Niners' offensive line didn't earn a pass, and yeah. that was one. I don't know, but I don't know about you, Mr. Jack, but I was I, I was very I, I was very surprised to see the offensive line getting the pushback like they did. Even the case of Trent Williams, who's supposed to be, oh, boy, we got Trent Williams, man. We're, we're, we're good with the left side of the line, and, and even he was getting pushed back from, from the Dolphins' uh, defensive front. I was, I mean, uh, he looked like Dolphins. a bag of flour on a skateboard. He looked like a bag of flour on a skateboard. Did you he see was, Joe Staley's was... tweet? He tweeted, go, what, what, what the hell is this? That was his tweet wow. as, as, as the game was I mean, are the Dolphins that much better? Or no, they were that you know, day? after – yeah. After the week before, by watching Philadelphia, you know, manhandle them yeah. so badly. I would have really thought that the offensive line was going to take things very seriously against Miami, and they didn't prepare at all. They seemed like they just they, mm. they showed up on the field after just not even working out during the week or whatever. Just, go to show, this un- just goes to show you these elite athletes, I mean, these these are paid professionals, and uh, and and – like the cliche goes, any given Sunday, something like that could happen. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row now. <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. As a 49er fan, I just got to say, that was just really uh, 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 a travesty. Of, I wonder if it's of, getting of, in, their, in their head now. You know, is their confidence getting shaken because of it? You know, and well, you you you'd never you'd never get anybody on camera to, to 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 come out and say that. No, but and the thing is, it's not a one man show, right? They have to kind of support each other, right? Yeah. And conversely, do you think maybe the Niners organization should consider tanking the rest of the season? I mean, one, you've already got so many injuries that are guys that are not going to be able to come back. Two, you're not going to lose any fans by tanking this year. It's not like people <laughs> sure. aren't going to show up to the park. You already can't sell any tickets to it. And you already please, have Seattle you know, Rams. Look at right? how big an impact a guy like Joey Bosa made for the 49ers yeah. after one year. You know, um, so sure. maybe this is the time to just say, you know what? We're already two games behind in the division. Um, it doesn't look like Seattle's going to lose a game maybe for the next two or three years. Okay. Hey, okay. Um, hey, hey, Russell, hold hold those thoughts. We have to cut to a quick okay. uh, break here. Okay. Another Im- impossible baseball question. Who had the most hits in a decade in Major League Baseball? And I'll, I'll tell you, in any, in any decade, and we'll go past the 1900s. So it's not in the 1800s. It is in the – and I'll tell you ahead of time, it is in the 1900s. All right? Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. All right. You've seen them on the bay. 
in their kayaks, on their paddle boards. Yeah, they do look like they're having fun, because they are. So what's holding you back? SeaTrek in Sausalito is San Francisco and Marin's favorite kayak and SUP center since 1982. And they're open for rentals, trips, and classes with COVID policies in place. Spend a day or an evening kayaking with SeaTrek on the protected waters of San Francisco Bay. No experience necessary. Want a guided experience? SeaTrek's professional guides can take you on a number of scenic tours around the Bay Area. Great for beginners as well as seasoned kayakers. They use single and double kayaks, lightweight paddles, and comfortable life jackets. SeaTrek also has stand-up paddle boards as a fun way to get out into nature. Have a sensational, safe outdoor adventure with SeaTrek today. Reservations are required, so go to SeaTrek.com today to start your adventure. That's SeaTrek.com. SeaTrek.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Discover one of the most romantic and COVID-safe certified boutique inns or bed and breakfasts on the Northern California coast. The Elk Cove Inn is a -a one-of-a-kind Ocean View Mendocino Coast bed and breakfast with luxurious accommodations not far from Napa. The Elk Cove Inn is situated on the most breathtaking route of California's Highway 1. The Elk Cove Inn is a favorite for romantic getaways. When you visit the Elk Cove Inn, you're greeted with a gift basket with cookies and wine, of course champagne, and a delicious complimentary breakfast are included. Book your stay at the Elk Cove Inn, as they have many specials now, by visiting elkcoven.com. Also check the reviews on TripAdvisor and what guests say, or call 800-275-2967. That's 800-275-2967, or elkcoven.com. Welcome back to Sportecom 101. One more time, Edward Brown here along with... Russell Jackman and Vern Glenn, our second trivia question in possible baseball. Who had the most hits in any decade in Major League Baseball? And I said that it was not before the 1900s, but it was before the 2000s. So sometime in the 1900s. So you have uh, 1910s, 20s, 30s, 40s, all the way through the 90s. So first of all, which decade do you think it was? Uh, Most hits. Most in a, hits in a in a, in a in a ten year span. I'll okay, seventies in there. No, I, I I actually it was the nineteen twenties. In the nineteen twenties, which again was after the dead ball era. But uh, anyway, um, Rogers Hornsby, two thousand and eighty five okay. hit in the nineteen twenties. And if you remember, he hit four twenty four in nineteen twenty four. Yeah, I have to have a lot of hits for that. 
So that was probably yeah. one, uh, one, more than one tenth of them. I thought that was a pretty, pretty interesting one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, 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 I love the answers. Okay. I just can't get them. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, like I, I said, was nowhere in the neighborhood. This was, this was, these were impossible baseball questions. So, um, okay. Uh, so if the NFL had made the uh, Titans forfeit against the Bills because they were talking about that, neither team would have been paid. So that's kind of, they call it a new wrinkle under the league's revised COVID-19 terms. So, so you, uh, must, you, you must play in order to be paid. That's what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess they, they got to make sure they don't have any forfeits, right? Right, right. Well, I guess we'll never know so long as they can continue to play. And they'll just keep postponing games, you know? I, 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 yeah, I have to believe. Yeah, if you're the NFL, I mean, you're going to do what it takes to get in all of these games. Yeah. There's, there's so much on the line. Advertising, all that kind of, you, you, revenue. You, 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 you have to have them. And I guess it's, it's a good thing they got these, 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 these bye weeks, and it's good that they have yeah. this time. Once the playoffs hit, to try and get into the get these games in, if uh, if it comes to that, plus there's all this pressure. There's all this pressure on the NFL because you know Major League Baseball has been able to get itself yeah. into you know the playoffs, and and the NBA was able to finish their season off. So you don't want to be the one sport that can't finish the season. No, so that, that's a good point. And uh, speaking back up to the NFL, uh, the NFL officials are throwing flags at a decade low rate they're calling offensive holding less than any in the uh, previous 25 seasons leading to more scoring uh how uh how long will this last um so i mean what do you think's going on uh were they told by the front office listen you know what people are getting frustrated with too many flags being thrown i think well i think it's relative i mean we're seeing a lot of flags being thrown on um defensive penalties for roughing the passer, you know, that are completely outrageous where guys are, I think, making legitimate tackles on the quarterback. Yeah. And they're saying that, that it's uh, uh, unnecessary roughness. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're calling them for less of the ticky tack fouls, but they're certainly, you know, uh, calling lots of fouls on, on uh, uh, the defense for, for uh, rushing the quarterback. Well, I've, I've listened to a couple of interviews with former NFL referees, and their input is that un, 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 unless you're, you're absolutely sure, you need to keep that flag in the pocket and, 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 and keep the games going. And then, if I remember correctly, you can't throw a red challenge flag saying, hey, you should have fl- thrown a flag for a penalty, right? No, I but I think the most, most you can do is, is, is to try and use a TV timeout or, or, or call a timeout just, just so that you could uh, possibly, you know, have the play, you know, like re- reviewed from, from the box upstairs. But even, but even that, only, that only comes into play in the last couple of minutes of the game. Now, the thing is, should they change the, the challenge flag where the coach should be able to say, hey, you should have thrown a flag because it was obvious pass interference. And you didn't call a flag. I think well, it wasn't that last year's role. That yeah. was last year's role, and it and it failed. And there's going to be some pushback okay. in that because it, it, just the time it takes to uh, to, to to figure out that well, yeah. did the ball leave the quarterback's hand? Was the arm really going forward? Was yeah. it a fumble? It's just it's just it's just too much time. That 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 good good point. Uh, one other thing here, this is uh, moving on to soccer a little bit. Hope Solo got snubbed from the Soccer Hall of Fame. Now, 
First of all, do you think, think, do you think it's because of, it's because of her behavior off the field? You know, I, I didn't see the whole thing. Um, they didn't seem to get into it, but uh, I'm going to guess that's probably what happened because uh, would you think that her stats would qualify for her for the Hall of Fame? Well, my first question is who votes? Is it former players? Is, is it the press? I mean, who, who, who gets a uh, vote for that? That's a good question. I mean, uh, and I well, have a more important question. I have a more important question. Where is the Hall of Fame? And do you guys have any, I, even the slightest desire to ever visit it? For soccer? No. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? I, I don't. I, I don't. I wouldn't go to the Soccer Hall of Fame. I haven't even right. been to the, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame yet or the oh, Basketball Hall now, of Fame. Now, that's a, that's, now that, the Baseball Hall of Fame is really cool. That's, that's that's a must, right. That is a must visit. Yeah. If I'm gonna take a, if I'm gonna go a trip somewhere, I trust. Trust me, I'm not going to the soccer hall of fame. I trust me on that. Well, yeah, true. But so uh, when when we went to the baseball hall of fame, we had to fly into Detroit and then into Syracuse, and then you drive a fair amount to get to Cooperstown. I guess that Syracuse is the, is the closest airport. Um, and if you want to get, you do that for the soccer hall of fame. Wait, what's you, that? You would do the same. You'd do the same thing for the soccer hall of fame. You'd make a special no. flight. No, I ride three or four hours. Not for soccer. For, foot, for football, one I would, uh, but uh, and I have not been to Canton yet. Uh, for, I have, I have been to Canton. That's, that, yeah, yeah, that that's yeah, that's that's got to be on your list, Edward. Absolutely, yeah, that, that, that that's a must visit. I mean, I by the way, the Soccer Hall of Fame is in Frisco, Texas. So uh, ah. I don't know if. Uh, uh, have. Have. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you the so the the. Uh, Okay, when I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame, it was in January. Uh, so, again, you know, you expect, God, who, who goes there in January? It's too cold. Well, we upstate to, New York in January. Ooh. Exactly. Now, we happen to hit a, um, a warm temperature situation, so it was absolutely perfect. And we were maybe one of 25 people, so it was great. We there was no lines or anything. I'm wondering, for Canton, Ohio, if it's the same sort of thing where, you know, you're probably best to go in the wintertime. Uh, you can not have to wait in line. Well, I don't know. I, I went in the dead of summer. I went into the dead of summer, and it was there were no lines there either. But this is 1991. So but they, was, it, was it too humid though? It was pretty hot out there, but that's Ohio for you. So what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think they get you in and out of there pretty quick. It's it's okay. so big. There's so much to see. Yeah. Want to see true. films of Bronco Nagurski carrying six guys with him in the end zone? You know. <laughs> well, the part you have to see, the best part of, of the Hall of Fame is uh, seeing the bust of Terry Bradshaw because everybody that sees the bust of Terry Bradshaw is compelled to pat his bald head, and so his bald head is super shiny from all the people rubbing it. <laughs> Pretty damn funny. Wait a minute. So they they have a because again I haven't been there yet. Uh, so it's like a life-size figure. Yeah, they have no. They have the bus yeah, of all the uh, oh, the bus of oh gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Even though they say don't touch it, everybody touches Terry Bradshaw's bald head. Oh, that's so funny. He's, he's got a super shiny bald head from all the people touching it. It's like the the Blarney Stone. Everyone Blarney Stone, yeah. touch. And, and isn't uh, Terry? Is he starting like some new reality TV show with his daughters? Yes. Yes. Yep. I mean, he's so funny because he's somebody who, as a as a Raider fan, I mean, we used to hate Terry Bradshaw, you know. 
But then after seeing him in movies, a couple of TV shows and being on, you know, as he's gotten older, uh, I don't know. You just kind of love the guy now. <laughs> well, he's a likable guy. I mean, he's, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he, you know, he, yeah. he, he, not too terribly long ago, he was here in the Bay area at a book signing and I, oh. and I, and I pulled him aside and, and, and talked to him. First of all, he's a very large man. I yeah, mean, he's, he's, got, he's got huge, huge hands. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, and, he, and, and, and the way he would hold the football, his index finger was on was, – was, was, he, he held on the corner of the football, so he threw yeah. it kind of like a dart. But yeah. His hands were so big, it just had that spin on it when he let it go. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people talk about, like, his, his record not being that great you know, throwing a lot of interceptions, but boy, I just, I remember watching him and just feeling like, man, he's just one of those guys. You'd, you'd actually want to be your quarterback. If you had a couple of minutes, like a Montana. Well, just, a, he was just, he was just a devil may care. Hey, nobody open. I'm throwing it anyway. Yeah. Guy, guys. <laughs> cause he, cause, cause more, uh, he, he, he had two great wide receivers that he, that he knew. He, all he do was just throw it up and then he'd go up and get it. Yeah. Stallworth and uh, Swan. Swan, yeah, Swan, yeah. I still remember that uh, like the, in, in the Super Bowl uh, going over, I don't know which Dallas player it was, where he, he goes up, sort of bobbles it, comes down, and then catches it. I don't know if it was Charlie Waters back then. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was somebody deep. It was, it was a, yeah, yeah they that, that, that tried to stay with him, but uh, now, great catch. So, so let me ask you for the Juan, Super Bowl. For the Juan Super himself Bowl. still isn't in the Hall of Fame, though, is he? Lynn Swan? I don't did know. They, did they? I don't think he is. I, I think that his catch is in the Hall of Fame, but he himself isn't. Oh well, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Okay, so for the Super Bowl, I mean, what do you think we're going to do for all this COVID stuff? I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll find out when 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 I get there. I mean, it's it's uh, it's maybe it's, they'll have everyone in a plastic bubble. And speaking of COVID, it, it, it happens to be in in Florida in Tampa, so. Well, uh, yeah, oh, we'll wow. see. And was it next the, the following year? I think it's in LA, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's funny because Lee Steinberg always has his uh, party the Saturday before. I mean, this this whole COVID thing is just really throwing a monkey wrench into a little bit of everything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, jeez. Uh, for basketball, I don't think it did. I think basketball did it the right way with the bubble. I think that they, you know, were able to get, you know, their players, uh, most the vast majority of their players were playing. Nobody came down with an illness during the time that they were playing, and, and they didn't have to lose anyone due to COVID. I think that that may be an example that the other sports are going to try. try are, are they going to do that in work. baseball? They're going to – were they talking about that for the World Series? Well, of course, the World Series, you're only talking about the two, two uh, uh, the host teams. But um, Yeah, but they're going to play it in Arlington, right? The World Series? Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, you're gonna, yeah, just one place, and then and that's going to be it. By the way, in the pursuit of fact-checking, Lin Swan, a 2001 inductee of the pro football. Okay. Oh, he did get in. Okay, good. Good, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's a good guy. Okay, so um, – Here's our last trivia question again, impossible baseball questions, and then you guys can sweat it out mm. and go, this is over. Okay, who was the first Next week. Player, who was the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit four home runs in two different World Series? So again, not world, not games, but 
so he was in enough World Series to hit four home runs in two different World Series. Two different World Series, two different, okay, two different World Series. Right. Collectively, he had four home runs. Correct. So in, might, he in, might have gone seven in, games. In, in each series. Yeah, so might have gone, you know, might have gone six or seven games, and over that period of time, he hit four home runs. So he tell different. us the decade. He uh, tell us the, the decade. 1950s. Yeah. Yeah, 1950s, okay? All right, that's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We are going to be right back with some closing comments. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800 709 4409 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Here's our third trivia question. Who was the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit four home runs in two different World Series? Yeah, it's got to be a Yankee. Got to be. No, actually, it's not. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. The 1950, really 1952 and 1955. That should give you the hint. 1955. Yes, No, no, no. This is probably a Brooklyn Dodger then. Brooklyn Dodger, because remember in 55, that was their only winning uh, World Series. Only one. Uh, Five, four, three. <laughs> I know, I'm putting the pressure on you. It, was, it, it wasn't Jackie Robinson, was no, it? No, no, no. He didn't hit that many home runs. It's back to the Duke Snyder. Oh, yeah. of course. 1950, of course. Just, we just asked the other question about the Major League home runs. So 1952 and 1955. Uh, okay, so before we uh, cut out for our thoughts of the day, you got to mention a little bit about the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, we're all here in Northern California, but there are Laker fans all over the Bay Area. And uh, – and as much as uh, most of the Bay Area wants to root for the Golden State Warriors, you got to tip your hat to the Lakers for winning. Absolutely. I believe they're what their seventeenth NBA champion. Yeah, yeah. And between uh, AD and him, uh, him meaning LeBron, they may got a few more good years ahead of them. All right, guys, we got to cut out for today. Here's our thoughts for the day. Reach research has shown that laughing for two minutes is just as healthy as a twenty-minute jog. So now I'm sitting in the park laughing at all those joggers, <laughs> and. And make today so awesome that yesterday gets jealous. I like that one. Make today so awesome. Make today so awesome that yesterday, yesterday gets jealous. jealous. So that's jealous. a good yeah. one. I like that. All right, tune in next week to Sports Ecom 101, where we'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions, hopefully a little bit easier this next time. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, your host. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long. Adios.